Okay. That's amazing. That is not a good start. There's no way anybody's listening after that start. <laughs> that is, people are deleting this from their phones as we, as we uh, continue to speak. Okay. But we're not going to remedy that. No, no. Not even by throwing in a zinger right here. No, go for it. Do it. No, this is where I set you up and you zing it out of the park. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm waiting. Already laid four of them over the plate. <laughs> I was hoping okay. you would have swung at one of the first four. Okay. You can get let a me walk. Know. That was a four let pitch strikeout right there. <laughs> let me know so that I'm ready. And welcome to episode 638 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me, as always, is Adam in Vancouver. Back in Vancouver, Adam. Yeah. How was Vancouver? Yeah. More importantly, where were you? We, we hinted, we might have hinted at it last episode that you were somewhere. I thought you were back by then. You weren't. You didn't want to let everybody know that you were somewhere. Where were you? We were in Maui. That's Hawaii, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's an island, yeah. Okay. How come people don't just say I'm in Hawaii? Because uh, there's lots of different islands. Okay. Be more specific. All right. So like, I, had, I, visited, I visited Europe this year. Right. Not good enough. We need to right. know where. That's right. What was That's the right. hotel in Bruges that you stayed at? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to give out, divulge too much information, but no, we went, uh, we went to Maui. We had a great time. We took the red eye home uh, last night. So kind of lost a night of sleep, trying to hold off to get back on track because tomorrow got to go back to work and everyone's got to go back to school and work. So um, right. just, just, just very tired now. You cut it right to the edge. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah, trying to, trying to take advantage of as much as we could of the nice weather and the fun stuff. Indeed. And now you pay the piper. That's right. Well, we um, had one day, but that, that one day to collect yourself is just turns into a day where you just are extremely tired. Where you're trying not to sleep. And then you translate that exhaustion into podcast gold. That's right. That's what's happening right now. That is a standard maneuver, yeah. So <laughs> um, what is your policy? Now, I actually, we do want to hear about your vacation. Not today, because we don't have time to get into it today. And quite honestly, you're, you're, you're literally seconds away from completing that vacation. So perspective is what we're looking for here. We'll talk about that in either next week or the week after because i want to see some photos i want to hear how you how it went uh did, did you get into the ocean of course spoiler alert don't don't answer that don't answer that we want we'll find out did you drive um a 1983 ferrari around the island no no we did not a kia something but it was nice okay did you take your tiger's hat no big mustache no Okay, 
this is you really blew it on the Magnum PI experience. You no, know, I I got the reference, but no, no I, I know I you got the reference. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. Opportunity missed. <laughs> okay. I don't want to say you wasted your vacation, but uh, here we are. You might have yeah. wasted your vacation. All right. Uh, I'll go back. I'll try again. What, what was his first name on the show? Magnum. No. <laughs> Incorrect. I don't know what it was. Thomas. Tom. I was going to say Tom. Thomas Magnum. Yeah. Right. I think he was a Navy SEAL. That's okay. Anyway, there we go. Okay. Because we got the, he was going to be Indiana Jones, except for they wouldn't let him out of his, his, his Magnum PI contract. Oh. Yeah. Well, and looking back, it wasn't an 83 Ferrari. I think it was probably like a 79 or something like that. Well, okay. Wor we, worked out well for uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, certainly. He got to, he got to pick up the, the uh, Jack Ryan franchise. That's after. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, how, how, how funny it was. Someone brought up how ridiculous it was that, uh, uh, what was the accent that, that he was in? I forget in the movie he was in. Someone made fun of, of, of Sean Connery playing a character with a, uh, but, but playing with a Scottish accent. Oh, uh, that was uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I think. Uh, was he in that one? Yeah, no, he sure. was in. He, no, he was in Robin Robin Hood and Made Marion or something like that. Okay, he was in one of those movies where his accent got got really uh, dissected. Right. No, there was there was the one where I I, I was thinking the one where he uh, he was uh, uh, the, the the Russian sub commander in the Hunt for Red October. Oh, okay, yeah. Or, or all of a sudden he just speaks English with an accent. Anyways. We, dig we digress. Patreon! If you want to help us out, uh, help Adam kite back and forth to Maui, uh, a good way to do that is to click on our website, go to the Patreon link, and pledge a couple bucks. And I, 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 I joke, but um, there's no way any of that money goes towards Adam kiting <laughs> back and forth to Hawaii. <laughs> right. That's, that's not where, where we're at. Well, what it does is help out, you know, keep the lights on here, the web stuff the web, the web stuff is the cost adam besides okay. our time that's where they they keep 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 knocking and saying hey man we got to keep this internet thing alive and we we rely on the two hosers to do it evidently we're we're funding a great great portion of the internet okay yeah so there you go much appreciated if you're a patreon already we we say thank you and if you're not uh still like you like we're not judging based on that. There's other a lot of like nine other categories that we judge you on. Okay, all right. So there's that. Uh, what's going on, Adam? As I said, we'll talk about your holiday once you're fully decompressed. What else is going on? How was the beginning of spring break? Where your kids were gone, you were home. What what, what went on? Uh, I don't remember. That seems like ages ago. Uh, right. Well, I live yeah, life. I did a couple of podcasts, and that was uh, that was it. I worked. <laughs> I got ready. I okay. packed. I, yeah, I don't have a lot of memories from that pre the last seven days. So okay, sorry, sorry to let you down. Yeah, no, 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 no. Thanks, Hemingway. That was a good recount. <laughs> it's not like I'm living the life over here. Not, not like I got in a few fist fights and and whatnot. Uh, 
baseball started. We had a tournament this weekend. Okay. We barely, like my team, my, my, I guess it's my team. It's not my team. I don't know. That's going to be weird this year. Um, Get some decisions to make and et cetera. But uh, nothing, nothing life changing, if that's what you're thinking about. But uh, yeah, our first team, we had a tournament. We brought some local teams in. Glorious weather the entire week, and then winter hammered for the uh, for the weekend. So that was a delight. Mm. Nothing, nothing says baseball like four degrees and sideways rain. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not good at all. And, but you still uh, push we, through. You guys still play. Yeah, still played a little bit. Saturday was just cold and and bleh, and uh, we got but we got it done. And then Sunday a little bit rain rain delay, but. Uh, Made it happen, so it's good to be back out in the field. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing new about that. I, I, I actually did shoot. So I'll, I'll get to it when you know. Did you shoot anything interesting? But since it was, since it was a while ago, I'm, I, this, is, this is the flyer I made for our little tournament, our preseason tournament. Um, the one where baseball is back. I included oh, yeah, it yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, uh, that's an old photo well, from like last season or something like that of one of the kids on our team. Um, notable really only because, not the photo, but the, the fact that I used the object or subject, whatever it's called, subject, object, selection tool in Photoshop to, to do this. And right. um, it is the greatest thing of all time. Like for the amount of... of cutting out I have done in the past on, on things like this, like this would have taken me, you know, an hour to cut him out by hand for no, for no good reason. Doesn't need to. And then all of a sudden we, we use the, the, the new, the new web-based AI selection and uh, it's 10 seconds. Am I rounding up? Maybe. Yeah. So, and you're able to do that and then quickly lay in some backgrounds and text and all that and all that whatnot. So continue to love that 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 feature. Um, that's always been there, but it it's never been good. I don't know if you've ever used it in the past, Adam, or have you have you always cut things out manually? Uh yeah, I haven't cut anything out for a while, but it was manual for me. Yeah, it's just the whether it's the magic, uh the magic, what do you call it? Click on magnetic edge detector or whatever it was all you know fine now outstanding so that's where ai is going to win actually it's funny because later on in the episode i do talk to chris marquardt about ai and photography and and find out all about it and uh that's actually one of the things i didn't really bring up it, that this specific feature in in uh in the conversation, but I'm not even sure, is it, is it AI? It must be AI. If you're clicking on the web saying, Hey, use the web and, and AI it. That's AI then. It's right there in the uh, name AI. That's right. I would think so. Yeah. All right. Thank you, doctor. That's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> professor. Slow down, professor. You're using all these fancy terms like AI, which I don't even know what it means really. So, all right. Uh, other than that, it's just been pretty basic. We did not have a spring break here. Ours is coming up sometime soon, okay. but it is spring. We did the, the daylight savings um, yesterday, 
So we're, we're just breaking into that right now, which is weird. It's very, it's kind of dark again this morning. But do you want me to explain how how uh, daylight savings works, or should we just sure. move on? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, explain it. Well, the, the no, I'm not, no, not going to explain no, it, but no, the, no, I'm not explaining it. No, but the debate is the debate is uh, do we need it? Like a lot, I hear a lot of people talking about, do we need daylight savings anymore? Is it outdated? Um, do we need it, Adam? Uh, they don't do it in Hawaii, and it seems to work out just fine. Okay. Are they on the 49th parallel in Hawaii? Or are they? <laughs> no. 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 So all the arguments, it's funny, because most of the arguments I hear from people are, you know, sort of down south, like usually in California where it, it, it doesn't fluctuate that much. Like I, I, in, when you're in California, the, the, how, when the sun sets and sun rises doesn't fluctuate nearly as much as it does in, say, Vancouver. Right. And I remember this because, again, film-wise, I was working on a movie uh, years ago, and, and the crew from, from Hollywood was up working, and we were doing night scenes, and they were baffled. They were like, we, I, the call time was 10 p.m., because they're like, well, we have to film in complete darkness. And they were very confused about uh, why it's not dark at 10. Because in the summertime, like in June, it'll, the sun will set. It'll start getting dark. It won't get dark dark until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Right? Right. Okay. Anyways, that's all I'm saying is, is the argument for that is doesn't, doesn't come from people up north. Like in, so where I live, it's, it's, it's almost, I think we're the 48th parallel, so almost the same as, as Vancouver. So in the wintertime, if we don't do daylight savings, it is far, far too dark in the mornings. Right. It's like going to school. It'll be dark when they go to school. It'll be dark for the first hour of school. And then if we don't do it in the summertime, we lose out a lot of daylight for like, baseball and whatnot so there's that so i'm i'm what i'm saying is i'm a hundred percent in on on that losing that hour getting that hour whatever the daylight savings uh, argument is against it i'm all for it so don't touch it okay okay adam ambivalent we're writing you down in the ambivalent column yeah we're settled no i it doesn't yeah i'm not a heavy uh leaner either direction i i'm fine if they leave it i'm i'm sure i'll be fine if they change it okay let's just move it half an hour back this year and then leave it that's what i could i could live with the half hour okay meet in the middle all right um did you shoot anything interesting now interesting being the 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 key word here because so far we've done nothing interesting on this show (laughs) but now, you did. You shot a bunch of... Did you shoot anything interesting besides Hawaii? No, no. That's all I've done for the last uh, seven and a half days. And did you, did you upload any pictures while you were there, or you did not no. take a laptop? Nothing. No, no. Yeah, okay. I didn't do anything. I, so I, just, I basically was just uploading them um, in the last hour before we podcasted, just to quickly try right. to find a photo, yeah. So you have not gone through them. You've not no, out, you know, selected. No, okay, no. good. We will discuss that. Honestly, I do want to hear about it. I want to hear about, you know, how 12 years into the podcast, um, how that has changed, how you would have shot differently 12 years ago or even, even, even six years ago. Like things have changed so much that I do want to hear all about that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, 
I shot a few things. We had a couple new players show up this year for our, our baseball, a couple player coaches. Um, and so, of course, they needed headshots for the PR, the right. public relations, whatnot. And so I said, all right, well, we're going to combine this. I was, I've been insanely busy this week for no good reason. And uh, so I said, all right, well, at practice, we'll, after practice, we'll do um, a running, running from one thing to another, from, you know, from practice off to my son's soccer or whatever it is. You know how that works. Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, we got, we got like two minutes. Let's, qu- let's, let's snap uh, a portrait. And uh, so I brought my camera with me, camera and a couple lights. And so this is notable. These, are, these ones are notable because they are both taken in the noonday sun. Like literally noon, like the, the church bells were ringing noon as we shot this. Not at a church, but you can hear it in the background. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, um, thoughts, questions, points of view. Uh, no, it looks, looks fine. I mean, it looks like you had to probably pump in a whole bunch of light to balance it out as far as the exposures on the face and body goes. So, yes. So give us a, a lowdown. It looks pretty even lighting. So probably just a couple of, uh, lights in an umbrella really, really close to the, to the, to the person or are you using the Fuji and then you have the leaf shutter so you got a different uh, ability to, to add light no so I, I, that's great astute uh, question Adam uh, no I did this is this is this is I brought the new camera the um, the R6 um, I think for compact sake I brought the 24 to 105 and and we'll shoot it at 105 at 200 might be a little bit better but um, uh, with the, the 70 to 200, but the 105 is what I had, and, that's, and that does a pretty good job for, for portraits, but uh, the, the, the X100 would have been great for the reasons you're talking about, except the background, just the, for a portrait lens on the 35, even with the adapter to, to, to the fake 50 mil, doesn't quite give you the same portrait effect as the, 100, as the 105 does, right? Right. And so, um, even though that is way better with the leaf shutter, I just couldn't use it on this one. So I brought this, brought a couple of, of off-camera flashes on shoot-through umbrellas, both of them with a, I think it was a half CTO, might have been a full, uh, hard to say. Uh, one of the challenges here is that we don't have an, a, a great-looking baseball park, like visually. It's fun to play at and all that stuff like that, but it's not like for photography, uh, not great, and we we typically we have like a nice like a blue windscreen we put on the on the, on the chain link fence. We don't have that up yet, and so that combined with the fact that there's no leaves in the trees, it just doesn't make for a baseball feel. Like it looks like you're shooting out in February, right? right. Even though this was last week when the sun was shining, it was beautiful. It was like 20 degrees. It was fantastic weather. Um, the background still. So I want to I want to basically crush that background. So the X100 does no no good for that. Um, so it's a matter of at the 105 on probably an F11 or 16 at an ISO 100 to because uh, I don't have the the what do you call it flashes high speed sync off off camera, right? And so you know you're stuck with the with with. The, the stopping down to an F11, which at 105 is still acceptable, but we can now crush it even further by using the 
uh, depth blur neural filter in Photoshop just to ramp up the, the background a little bit, like just to blur it a little bit extra. And uh, in this case, I don't think you notice it anywhere. Do you? No. no. I mean, it's, it's subtle because it was a blurred background. I blurred one even more. If you take one that's 100% in focus and try to blur it, you're going to notice some little artifacts here and there. But uh, for the most part, uh, no. And, uh, and so uh, the one, Troy, the big dude, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty tall guy, like probably six foot five. Okay. So I did the best I could getting on my tippy toes to get up near him. So you can see the background is slightly different. Exact, yeah. exact same setup with him and uh, Vilius is the other guy's name. Um, but you can see the, how the background changes when someone is that much taller. Indeed, yeah. So They, they look good. He, thank you. And as, as Troy said, wow, that's the clearest photo ever taken of me. He's like, <laughs> I thought you were just, just going to whip out an iPhone. I was like, no, 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 no. We're 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 gonna basically it, this this didn't this took like three minutes, right? But um, the other key was I was like, all right, I need two volunteers to act as human sandbags because the wind is gonna whip these uh, umbrellas all around. Right. And so nice to have those guys on hand. So shot that. Uh, oh, shot a new thumbnail, which we didn't. I I posted the video last week uh, on the show, but we didn't talk about it because we'd recorded ahead of time. So, if you want to build an entry, entryway shelf, Adam, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. honestly, check this video out. Even if you don't want to, if you just want to see me build an entryway shelf, if you want to see what an entryway shelf looks like, watch the video. That's what I'm telling you, Adam. Okay. Like, not now. Don't, don't just walk away and click on it right now. <laughs> Stay and finish the show. Okay. But uh, so there you go. This one is we have we have elements. We have keys. We have a table saw. It uh, it sells itself, in my opinion. Great. Yeah. And then lastly, we uh, we're having a a pub night here in Tubingen next week, and uh, we needed a promo shot. So we're going to this place called Mike's Pub. They have this cool neon sign in in the pub. It's like an American style pub in in Tubingen. And uh, so we assembled a few hawks and uh, quickly snapped a photo. Nice. And this is, this is the ad. So if you, if you want to come out, Adam, okay, 10 bucks. You make, I'll tell you what, Adam, you make it out. I got your 10 euros. I cover wow. it. Wow. It's generous. Yeah. yeah, you let me know. You, well, you stay at my house too. It's fine. That's fine okay. too. That, that'll cost you. That's 10 euros a night though. So it's, you're going to break even on the one night. That's right. <laughs> so. There's that. Um, this was kind of funny because like, this is once again after a practice. I had to stop in and, and organize, you know, uh, the, the five people, uh, six people. Originally, I was going to do four, but two guys were end up being in the car with one of the guys driving. So I was like, all right, I guess we'll shoot all, all six of you, which I thought was too many. Um, and so I had something in mind I was going to shoot, you know, there's a different table I was going to shoot at. Like I wanted to pull them out as a stand up table way across the room. So I would have them basically stand around that with the Mike's Pub sign in the background. And as it happened, there was like almost nobody in the restaurant that night on the way home from practice. Um, but they were sitting at the exact table I wanted to shoot at. Uh, so I was like, oh boy, 
that's perfect. So <laughs> nice dudes. T- ended up talking to them, a couple of American guys. But uh, so we ended up, ended up having to wedge everybody in the corner, which I don't love doing, Adam. Okay. Does it work here still or what? Yeah, yeah. It looks, looks fine to me. Um, basically lit with just one off-camera flash. I didn't want to bring too many because uh, it was during operating hours of, of the pub. And uh, so it's just one, one light in an umbrella with like a CTO on it. So I could, uh, I like shooting these with, even with one, with one uh, flash with a CTO because it lets you kind of balance and make the background light a different color, like kind of cool. It gives you right. that flexibility. Sure. Um, so you get that nice little warm glow on the people, but you, don't, you can dial it down. So even if I, I do a full CTO, probably only need a quarter, but now I can dial it down in, on the raw file and make the background be kind of funky, which is what we ended up with. But the funny part was with this, with this one is I, I packed everything quickly, had, had everything ready to go, got, showed up, and as I turned my camera on, realized my battery was blinking, like b- blinking low. Oh, no. Which, yeah, which means you have on the, on the, on the mirrorless, what do you have? Four shots? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So I was a little bit nervous. I was like, we got to get this shot done. So I basically, I didn't have much time to mess around. Figured out, took one, one test shot and then banged out three quick uh, photos and got out of there. So it all worked out. It all good, came out in the wash, job. Adam. Yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, and that was it. So I guess I did have a big busy week of shooting different things. Reminder, monthly challenge this month is cinematic by, our, uh, by CBC Analog. Put that on Instagram, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag hey hosers. Even better, tag us at two hosers. And we will check that out next week, as a matter of fact, Adam. Uh, now, quick note, I did, get a, I did get a message from one of our listeners. Um, I forget who it was now. Who messaged us about, hey, I have, someone has put their, had, they have put their, their photo up there. They, they tagged it with the Two Hosers Monthly Challenge, but it's not showing up in the tag, feed, follow mechanism. So. Okay. So, but they did tag us, and so I have seen it. Uh, and but that, that's what I'm telling you. So it might not show up in the algorithm, but if you do tag us, we get nothing out of this. This is this isn't some secret trick to mine your data where you tag us. Okay. And fun fun fact: neither Adam nor I would know what to do with your data if we mined it. Yeah, wear wear it like so a hat. Wear a hat. No, we'd wear the data like a hat. That's what I would do with it. Right. Like a miner's hat with a lamp on it, you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> on the same page. All right. So there's that. Anyways, throw it up there. We'll talk about it. And he did, and, and, and CBC Analog has nominated, he did a while ago, but we recorded it ahead of time. That's our fault. He has nominated Kenneth Skalevic. Skalevic? Do I do it different every week? Kenneth Skalevic to not to to issue the challenge for April. So we look okay. forward to hearing from Kenneth. All right, photo challenge this month is magazine cover. Now I was I was kind of wondering like, okay, Adam, like, is this something I can, I can I can you can start 
uh, before you leave for vacation and that way you're ready to go? Or will it be something that you scramble at the last minute when you get back? Bingo. Yeah, there you go. So here we go. Here we go with... uh, Half of a magazine cover. Okay, half of the... Yeah, of what... Of uh, when when my son was five what he imagines a magazine cover would look like. Sure. <laughs> yeah. A magazine cover that no one's ever read. Right. No, the, the photo looks nice, though. Yeah, I was going to just put the photo, but at the last second, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll put some text on it. So I, 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 <laughs> I was like, uh, I could just put the photo as an eight and a half by 11, and you could imagine the text, or I can start it, and you can fill in the rest. So... Either way. <laughs> so this is like yeah. a DIY magazine. You open it yeah, up, yeah. it's just empty, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a listener challenge. Yeah. I've seen I've seen worse ones on in flight magazines though. Oh probably, yeah. 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 This this was this is our friends of, of mine that were just they did not know I was shooting the photo at this point. Um so, so I took the photo and and uh, as they were kind of walking along the beach and like perfect. That's 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 what I'm going with. Okay. Do they know yeah. that they, they've, they've achieved magazine cover fame? Well, they're going to find out. I mean, this is going to go when you, viral. When you, so. <laughs> when, <laughs> once it goes viral. Yeah. It, this might, actually. That's, yeah. what's, that's you, what's odd. You just never know. Yeah. You never know what will happen now. This, 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 could, this could take TikTok by storm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to. Yeah. If it hasn't already. Yeah. Yeah, well, hurry up before it gets banned. Uh, the TikTok, I mean. So I've never been on TikTok. I'm I'm wondering what the fuss is about. But yeah, it's not yeah. not not my thing either. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay. There you go. That's it. There's not much. Yeah. To how much? Say. Two people walking along a, a nice beach. I tried to get a. a, a and they direction. don't live there. No, like it should be noticed. It should be noticed that two, two, like this is very accurate. Um, this is a magazine, and two, they don't live there. They are traveling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean, let's let's. I think you've nailed this. You've accidentally nailed this. Yeah. Very they're accurate. Tra- they're travelers. Yeah. No, my yeah. my my big thing is I was kind of quickly sorting through and uploading photos at the same time to find something was looking for, you know, a relatively um, empty kind of background where you could, you know, you know what's there, but you could add text. Of course, I didn't get around to adding, you know, the various layers of text, but um, right. a photo that works up and down, because most of the photos that I shoot, really, I'm not shooting in that uh, portrait orientation very often. Most of the time, it's landscape. So uh, that's always tricky is like most of the photos I take, I don't find lend themselves well to right a magazine cover so i didn't go out specifically looking to shoot a magazine cover for this i just uh i just again sorted through my photos looking for something that would fit so this was a shoehorn uh type of situation do you do you so you i find that like in the past i would shoot 99 percent um and that's rounding down of my photos would be landscape um orientation um And then I find that I shoot a lot more in the portrait now. Not a, not a lot more than, than, a lot more than I previously had. Not a lot more than horizontal. Um, or, you know, hori- what do you call it? What do you call, what do you call it? Horizon? Landscape, landscape. Yeah. Landscape. Um, a lot more than, than, than the landscape. Um, 
sorry, not a lot more than landscape. Still, still more landscape, but a lot more higher percentage of, of portrait because of Instagram. Mm. And I don't even post on Instagram. Like I, besides our show, like on my, in my, in my real life, um, you know, basic uh, profile, I think I posted a photo of my kids from New Year's, maybe three months ago, if that. Um, yet I'm still aware of it. I'm aware of where things are gonna gonna go. So, which which is back to the 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 the, the pub night uh, photo. It's that was going to be primarily on Instagram. That was that was designed for Instagram. I just in in the 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 setup in, in the the restaurant. I couldn't format the photo up and down. I, I was forced to do it landscape just to include the sign and, and that number of people. I was not able to make an up and down Instagram ready photo. So there you go. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I chose to do a photo of my uh, cover of my son, which and you should enjoy this one. This one should also go viral. Because it might be the last time I ever do this with my um, ungrateful son. Okay. What a pain in the ass to... <laughs> can we say that on the show? Sure. What he, he was like, he, he did not want to do this. And I was like, do you understand? Like he was not, not that he was like, he just didn't feel, feel like doing it. He actively was angry at me. And uh, I was like, you know what this would cost? Like if some, some parent had hired me to do this, like what would you imagine if somebody came up to you and just said, hey, I would like to create a custom Sports Illustrated f- cover for my son for his birthday and you're going to shoot it and you're going to design it and do all the text and, and then get ready to print. What's the bill on that? Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. Million dollars. Uh, yeah, $10,000. No, probably, yeah. I don't know, 200 bucks. Yeah, I, I and I I would I would feel like the market here might you might maybe a hundred it, it's it's definitely worth two hundred I don't I can't say I would do it for a hundred but that's the point you're probably looking at a two hundred dollar bill the custom you know photo shoot and all this stuff and meanwhile he just eh can we not bother you're <laughs> such a such a tough life but yeah I, I got him to pose. You know, in all fairness to him, we shot this outside, and he was in short sleeves, even though he didn't need to be. And, uh, and it was about four degrees Celsius. So he was freezing, so I get it. However, let's do this. How long does the photo last? One, one, one hundred, one, two hundredth of a second? That's right. Got it out. Got yeah. it out. So here we are. Here's Sports Illustrated Deutschland Edition. It looks, it looks good. Thank you. There you go. Again, um, sim- similar lighting situation for what we saw in those uh, photos uh, that you took of the, the tubing and socks players. Really? Well, you've got, you've got, you still got to like, you, you got like the light on his back. Like you've, you've done it. You've put the, all the blue lights on his back to again, yeah. create that sort of stadium look. But then again, you've got to use the, the sh- the the light is in uh, I'm guessing a shoot through umbrella again as the key light to to light the player is that is that right or is that hard light? Both both hard lights. Two. Oh, it's, it's, it's all hard. Um, yeah. So this is lit. This is lit with four four lights actually. So so two back lights which you can see I kept them yeah. in the shot on purpose. Yeah yeah yeah. Threw a blue gel on those because I want that blue backlight and um, 
And because of that, because of the, the, the backlight and, and they're being in the shot, there is creating a, like a little bit of lens flare. And so as far as magazine, actual magazines covers go, this would not fly. I, I think it looks cool. I like it for a, a fun one, but this, is, this would not be flying off the shelves. This, the subject just isn't contrasty enough. Right. You'll find out, you, you'll see in, in, in most magazine covers, um, you would never have this kind of washed out backlit. Uh, or almost never, probably, except for maybe Travel Magazine. They might do it. But. Yeah, yeah, they would do it. Yeah, but typically you want that pop. You want, uh, like, maybe the, the background, to, or the, the subject to just be very, very saturated and, and sharp and just grab you, grab your eyes on the magazine shelf. And this one would probably blend in a little bit. Even though I like how cool it looks, it, it's not going not gonna to move as many units as my, is my guess. I'm not a professional. Um, so it's the two two lights in behind, and then then the two hard lights, basically just very very close to him, uh, out of camera. Um, now we didn't shoot this shoot this at the ballpark, and so I needed to sh I wanted to shoot in really tight to get rid of the not ballpark background. That's right. kind of part of the trick. So it's like my front yard, um, and so had those lights in close. Try to get them up under the hat, uh, and they balance out pretty well a little bit flat but still pretty balance out well uh that's it i mean other than that this is essentially out of camera you know there's no it looks like i may have added a, a, a an edge around his hat maybe in photoshop but nope that is 100 percent lit by the camera or lit 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 and uh, out of camera the only photoshopping to the image besides the text is once again using the object cutout just to create a lay like a, a second layer of just my son so that the sports illustrated title can go in behind his head easily gotcha. so it's 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 nothing else is done it's just basically you know laid on over top of himself but only him so that we can get that effect of cuz you you notice that a lot in a lot of magazines now the uh, the the name of the magazine does go in behind the subject somewhat, right? So much so that I don't know if you've noticed this on a lot of the photos that you'll use for your background of your phone, it'll do that automatically. It'll put the time in like partially behind your your, your subject's head on the wallpaper. Okay, I hadn't faced. Have you noticed attention. that? No, no, I hadn't okay. noticed that. Very cool feature. So there you go. All right, and then my son will end up liking this, and maybe I'll get it printed or, or redo it, so it's better. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, I enjoy I enjoy doing these things. Does your son? Would your son enjoy one of himself uh, now? Were you to do one? Uh, probably not. But I did one a couple of years ago. We did this challenge in the past, and I did a baseball mm -hmm. magazine with him. So I don't think he appreciates it yet. So we'll, I'll keep you posted. Would would he like it if if it was a if you made it his own video game cover? Mm, still, if he has to pose for it, probably not. Wow. Well, yeah. maybe you can get an AI version to do it for him, and uh, then you you'll, you'll get him. He won't have to do it. They can handle it all on their own. <laughs> how would we do that? Well, you know, you know how you learn about that. I spoke. I sat down and spoke with Chris Marquardt all about AI-generated content, artificial intelligence content, um, and what that's going to mean, and is, you know, is it going to be Terminator 2, and, you know, that's, everyone's talking about that, like, was it Skynet? 
Yeah. Yeah. So are That's we? Right. Is that what's going to happen? Chris has all the answers, I think. So let's get back into part two of my conversation with Mr. Chris Marquardt. No question. But but in terms of value, so we, you and I were well, speaking a little bit off the air about the value of photography. Okay. So so let me let me let me let me try to frame this because I I had this. Okay. So then another thing that happened over the last few years was AI. Yes. Right? In photography. And a lot of people got anxiety about their jobs being in danger very soon. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of this, there's a lot of discussion without good foundational data. You know, a lot of the thing comes from your belly, from your gut, from your, like, okay, it just does, this feels weird and oh, there's theft and stuff. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of, a lot of, um, polarized discussion so um i tried to well i I, did, I didn't go i didn't set out to do this but it just started coming together as the more i thought of this because i've i'm also doing a magazine or german magazine about ai and that kind of stuff so i've, I've i'm dealing with that anyway so <clears throat> the whole question of photography and and ai and now some some there's some some photo competitions that are being won by ai based entries and mm -hmm. it's like these make the news and so i try to um to get back to the point of what is the value of a photo what determines the value of a photo because that is literally the point that we're talking about the photography will the ch the value of at least some of the photography will change because you can just make it by telling the computer what you want. Well, right? we, we've so, had this discussion every three years for the past 20 years, haven't we? Well, okay, first of all, who decides value? Uh, is it like a trick question? Um, no, the, the, the client does. The recipient yes. decides the value. You, as a, as a, let's say you're a photographer, you're hired, uh, you decide the price. Mm -hmm. But then the client will only buy from you if they feel that your photography brings them value, right? Right. So, so if 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 the actual cost of doing your photography takes you X or costs you X amount, um, if you if you charge the client five times X amount of what you would what you what you know the price of it is and the and the client buys it then yeah that's the value of your photography right. for that client right so I, I looked at the value of photography and on on the future photography podcast we had an episode titled like is, is the value of photography trending to zero because who wants your photography if they can just yeah. type it in a box please say right no, please say no please say no please say no <clears throat> So, so I looked at photography from different contexts, right? So um, let's let's try to let's try to to structure this. Um, the first kind of context is a commercial context, which is a fairly simple one to understand. You have a supply and demand. Um, you have a client who needs a photo. Typically, if it's a business, they want to sell something and they mm -hmm. need a photo to support that. Um, so there's a value chain, right? The client has a goal. You have the skills. You have the equipment and the time. That's your three factors. And then the client pays for it, gets what they want. Um, in the best case, they get the photo that serves the purpose so they can sell something um, either directly or indirectly, like a sale like for a campaign up on billboards or 
for stock photography for the website that supports the sale when people go there and find it pleasing to look at and so on. So uh, but in this context, you as the photographer, I would say you're mostly interchangeable. Right? In Someone can... Yeah, there's a lot of comp- a lot of people who can who can. There's competition. The they yeah. the, the, the the client has a choice, and of course, if they have worked with you in the past and they know you and you know you're reliable, you might get the job again. But um, if they find someone that does who gives them the same quality for less money, then there's a good chance that they will go for someone else, right? Right. But this is this is the commercial thing. This is easy to understand. Um, there are four different contexts. The second one I found is the art world which is probably the most difficult to understand for most people. Like NFTs, especially. No, no not even there. No, <laughs> I know, just, I know. Just, the, just the art world, a Picasso mm-hmm. on your wall that costs you 5 million or 20, I don't know. There's, right. there's, there's this, there's this, there are factors like the, the, the rarity of the works, mm-hmm. the, the, clout, the clout of the artist, the, the history. I don't know, their, their body of work, their oeuvre, their, their, their um, history, their market value. That, that, that is something in the art world. And, and there, you as the artist, you're not interchangeable. It's about you and your art, right? Mm-hmm. You, you could, I, I could have the best painter in the world paint a Picasso, it's not a Picasso. Correct. Right? So now we get into a gray zone, and that's weddings. And that is a very special case, because this is a market, this is a commoditized market that has art and art aspect to it. Right, mm-hmm. so, but but you can still pick a wedding photographer from like the wedding photographer marketplace. There's plenty of them. So yes. you have choice. You have competition. You have uh, twenty wedding photographers offering something uh, that might be word of mouth involved. But in in general, this is kind of a gray zone. A wedding photography is a special case of like, I'd say, documentary photography mm-hmm. that also documents a very important moment and event for people so um but you need to be businessy about it you need to get the shots that the client needs and you have to have there's just a protocol right there's certain things so so it's a it's a commercial thing but it has an arts aspect to it um and the thing that's not interchangeably is the wedding because that's what it's about right um but but in all these cases there is there is a there's a yeah, let's say there's a, there's a value proposition for, um, for for a, a commercial value pro- proposition, supply demand, and now we get into the one thing that uh, is completely different here, and that's the entire I call it your personal photography, meaning pictures of your that, kids, of your vacation, that value, of- your vacation, your family, your even the wedding from the perspective of the of the couple and the family, um, the value of that is. Uh, 100% immaterial. doesn't have anything to do with supply and demand. That value is totally 100% defined through like your relation with what is on the photo. Sure. Yes. The medium is in itself is completely irrelevant. You could print a lot of the kids' pictures on, uh, on tissue paper and it would still be pictures of your kids. Right. Okay. In that respect, yes. When it's that personal, 
Um, it's funny because I talk about this, like, like my friend, I have friends who, you know, they ask, Hey, what's the best, what, what camera should I get for? I want to go on vacation and I want something. I want to be able to shoot wide and also telephoto and in 3d and macro right. and, 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 and I, and my, my, my recommendation is always the exact same camera. It's the Fuji X100 series. Buy an sure. F, buy a V. It's got one lens. You can't mess it up. You're going to get the best photos. They said, well, yeah, but I, I, I go to see the, you know, a, a church. I go to Ulm or something. I don't know why I picked Ulm, but I picked, there you go. go see Ulm has a very famous church. That's yes. why I picked the church there. But you go, you go see the, the church there. I want, to, I want to get a really tight picture of the, do you? Because that exists. Like, that's, that is out there. You could literally steal one. Don't steal one. I'm not advocating stealing. But you could steal one off the internet, print it out, and nobody would know the difference. If it's a tight shot of the... Uh, What's the name of the Ulm what? What's it called? The uh, Münster. Münster. The Ulm Münster. Yeah. Uh, it confuses me because there's actually a city named Münster. In or is it Ulmer Dom? No, it's Münster. I think. I think it's both. I think it's whatever you say, it's the other one. That's, what, that's how it works. So, uh, I, I, but I, what I do say is, like, is, that, is that on Flickr or wherever, I, does Flickr still exist? I have no idea. It does. They, they um, there's no pictures of your kid in front of that. Moonster, right? So that's what you want to focus on. Don't worry about the rest. There's no, there is no value to you. There's only, only negative value to your friends and you taking those other pictures because it's just gonna, you're gonna show them, bore them to death when you show them those pictures. But the pictures, so the value is in of your kids. So how does that relate to AI? You can't, you're not gonna AI my kids. I'll 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 get back to that in a second, but but you're right. The, the value is in the moment, is in what's on the picture. Um, the medium itself is irrelevant. Content is everything, and uh, that's memories, right? And if if it's if it's the only photo, like like let's say you you have a go. Let's go back to the wedding because this is where those aspects mix. Um, the the blurry smartphone picture of the cake, cutting of the cake which is an important moment. Um, if that's the only photo, then it's the most valuable photo, even, there, even though there might have been five professional photographers taking pictures of other things, but uh, mm -hmm. they, they missed that one. So the, the medium... And, and by the way, if the, the, the value is so subjective, which is super easy to understand if you look at wedding photos of strangers. They have no value to you whatsoever. Right. You don't know these people. It's a wedding, and there's millions of weddings. So, um, so, so bringing that back around to AI, question is what is what is the value in a photo? Because you, as a photographer, as a professional photographer, might be wondering: is that is the AI going to kill my job? Um, and in a commercial context, in the supply demand kind of context, in the I need to sell something, I need a good photo of it kind of context. Um, I think AI will definitely take over a lot of that business. That is going to happen because uh, stock photography. You yeah, need the no. you need the business handshake. You just make one and you make it in front of your company's logo. Easy to do now. So, um, well, it depends. It, 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 I, I, I hear what you're saying because I, I found like with stock photography. Um, I remember when stock when I first was introduced to stock photography. It was probably around the same time it started probably just after I'm usually late to the party but I looked at this and thought oh hello like this will be like this will be my second house I'll pay for with this job of stock photography and it turns out that's not, not true any, 
Not any longer. Not, not, uh, not ever. Unsplash and others happened. <laughs> yes, not ever. Everybody said the same thing and they flooded the market. And and uh, and so I don't think I, I, I mean, I tried my hand at it barely. I barely, barely tried it, but it, it um, I sold zero. Like it was no, there was no point for me. Now you, you could go out and you could make a living doing that. You had to, you had to sweat to do it. There's a lot of work involved, but and then on on the client's end of it, I could see how it's like, well, hey, we need a picture of this and this and this. I'm like, you you could literally use a stock fo- photo. It's going to cost you nine nineteen bucks for a lifetime. No, even less, even less, because there's free stock out there now. Right. Um, but if you look at look, look at product photography, you are selling a hat, right? Yes. You're making and selling a hat, and this is a beautiful hat, and it's very special. And uh, you can you can hire a photographer, take uh, pictures of that hat in on different people's heads and on a shelf and in the desert and in the Arctic and whatever. I don't know. It's a it's a special hiking hat, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, or you train an AI for half an hour on twenty pictures that you took with your smartphone of that hat. And then you tell the AI, put this hat in the desert, put this hell in the Arctic. Right. Bam, you get okay. photos. So product photography will be that. This no no I've no doubt about this. And um and if if people doubt the progress of this, how good it is or how good it was two months ago, think again, because we are just like about half a year into this whole AI photo thing. Mm-hmm. So progress will happen. Um there, no doubt that this kind of photography will be mostly generated the same as ikea catalogs are 100 percent cg already okay so is their furniture well it doesn't matter they they do not do product photography they make pictures they right. don't take pictures so um th- that is the commercial context i think we will see a lot of uh photography Go away. But what does that go on the user end? Like, like, like you, you are looking for. I, I guess from if you're going to take a picture, you know, take twenty photos of your hat with your phone, and then let the computer learn, and and then and then do it from there. But it's still, it still is a reconstructed version of what you're going to buy. Who cares? Don't you? I care. You care? No, you don't. Yes, because you won't be able to tell if you look at that picture of a hat. <sighs> On a website, yeah. Um, the 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 purpose of that photo is to trigger your clicky finger reflex. Right. They want to sell this hat to you. If the photo or the air quotes photo does the job, it doesn't matter where it comes from, and it is uh, it's dirt cheap doing it the AI way. So businesses will go this way. They 100%. will. Well. I've always you, said last time last time someone looked through an IKEA catalog they saw these beautiful photos of interiors with with uh, some happy kids and uh, yeah. and the furniture and the beds nicely fluffed up and so on that is that has been for 10 years has been fake does anyone care no no okay no. but again not to disparage okay, IKEA. I, I, you're I'm the a wrong person stop. to talk about. You're, you're the wrong person to talk yes. about IKEA with, of course. But I will um, not set foot in an IKEA. Now that I know how to make a basic cabinet, I will not. I will never set foot in of course, IKEA again. Of course, but, that, but most people. Yeah. I'm a snob. I understand. I'm, I'm, hey, you know, Apple and homemade cabinets. That's that's where I'm at. But uh, yes, stay away from IKEA. That's that's my my advice. But but okay. 
I, I have got burned on this myself where I, I've ordered something on Amazon, for example, or eBay or whatever. Recently, recently I ordered something and it looked like what I wanted online and it showed up at the house. It wasn't wasn't what I wanted or ordered. Sure. Now it was it was, for example, it was a, a mic clip. You know, it was the wrong one. It looked the same. It's like, all right, well, you know what? It was four dollars, uh, four euros. Is that is that stopping you from buying things online? For doing it a second time? Oh, online, no, because there's there's certain things where we we've, we've painted painted ourselves into a a pretty bad corner where a lot of the stuff that you want to get is just not available. Uh, most of my stuff's on the dark web, but that's a different conversation. The uh, <laughs> The, uh, uh, yeah, looking at you, the Silk Road. <laughs> uh, see, no, but a lot of stuff that, especially in Germany, I, I find a lot of the, the products that I would, that I would like to get that, I, that are available in North America just aren't available in stores here. So you have to get them on Amazon for, for one, pick Amazon. Uh, and so, yeah, I reluctantly do order things on Amazon right now. I hate yep. it. I'm looking at you, Bezos. I, I stopped using them as an affiliate a long, long time ago because I kind of hate what they did to everything. I'm, I sound like an old man now, I understand. Uh, it, so, it, no, it doesn't stop me. It's more out of necessity, and that's where we're headed. I don't think it's a great place. I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I, this is the same argument when everything went digital for photography, and then even more so when iPhones got really, really good, which is where they're at. You and I have talked about computational photography a couple years ago, and it was good then. It's great now. It is a massive shift in, in where you, your, what value you bring as a photographer, which I think is a good thing. I think it weeds out a lot of the, the, the people who don't offer much value. They're forced to go somewhere else. And that might be me, too. I mean, I probably work less because of it. That's, that's life. I think you're right. AI is going to be a massive shift, a, a tectonic shift, we like to say. But not everywhere. That is where my point is. Where is it not? So, where, where should we? Don't, don't tell people online. Just tell me offline where I should focus my energy. <laughs> Well, the, the, again, commercial context, I see a lot going towards AI. Um, but then the, the whole field of documentary, of course, and that includes the weddings, the, the real actual things that happen that you document your family and everything. That AI will never take over there because you want the moment. The content is important. Um, you, you might use some of those photos to train an AI and then, I don't know, fabricate a special picture of your wedding couple, place them in the place them in the Caribbean while the actual wedding took place in Tübingen. Right. Right. But that's not going to be real memories and that, that will Dude, be fake because no people know it's There are real memories though. People don't, this is the thing is, is I know, I know, true. I know, I know. That's not true. I'm painting with a wide brush. That's not, that's not accurate. People still have real memories. There is the old Instagramification and the filters and all that stuff. So at what point do people, like, will people say, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm getting married in, in Tubingen, but I would rather be married, you know, in St. Bart's with a six pack. Boom. Well, if, if we go 20 years in the future, then you might be doing this in a VR headset and be virtually there. Um, no, I will not being there. And like, yeah, you, you will be an old grumpy man by then no i'll be a very um, happy man living in the woods like thoreau <laughs> that's honestly if i didn't have a but, family i would be doing that already 
But but the memory counts. Of course, does the memory does count? And yes, memories might be fabricated as well. But um, at this point, I'm talking at this point, and in the next ten years, the AI will not invade that space in any meaningful way. I'm hundred percent sure there. So, so who's who's and, and losing their job? Um, stock photographers. Okay. Goodbye. Product product photographers. No, and and it's not that. Uh, this is a smart thing I read recently. It's not. It's not by me. Someone said AI is not going to replace your job as a photographer. A photographer using AI is going to replace your job as a photographer. Because yeah. AI is a tool, and it will allow you to do things that. The client doesn't want to do all the techy stuff around generating pictures, so you still need someone who has a has the vision, the creative vision, and so on to sure. guide that technology and make photos. But you now can make ten times as many in the same time, um, serve more clients, get the same results, have happy clients and commercial clients. Um, so that's where it's gonna go. Very, very obvious to me. So, so AI is a good thing then. For some photographers, it is, but for some photographers who who, if if your thing is only stock photography, then you've made that mistake ten years ago already. So, Skynet. I'm, I'm I'm asking you for Skynet going online. Uh, is that happening? Uh, of course not. Oh, very simple. Say. Very simple reason. We know how to pull the plug. These things need so much energy right now. That, we don't have uh, any. Well, just buy a few more. Just build a few more propellers out there. So, <laughs> but you, 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 we still know how to pull the plug, and that's not going to change anytime soon. No, I, I agree. So, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm certainly not the first. The first million people to make a, uh, a reference to Terminator Two, um, which gets brought up a lot. Um, I, I, I personally, I'm not. <clears throat> it's weird to me. Oh, I'm, and and by the way, we've had this debate. Many many times before, right? And when when photography took over from painting, right? Or or when inkjet prints started up showing started showing up in galleries, right? Right. Then the question is: Is the value less because you might have an inkjet print as opposed to a silver gelatin photo that you made in the dark room? You might have an inkjet shot or a print that is quality-wise, as good or better, because you have special inks and masters sure. in printing and so on. And uh, that's the reason why the art world has invented the term G-clay. Have you heard of that? No. G-I-C-L-E-E. It's a French term. It means to spray. Okay. And the term for an inkjet print in a gallery is officially, has been for years, a G-clay print. Okay. And you know what the difference is between a Giclee and an inkjet print? A couple of hundred dollars. Right. That's the joke. Really? Okay, I'm going to use that. So, so, maybe, so maybe we just need a new name for AI art. We need to find a very nice French-sounding name for that kind of art, and it'll be all right. That's the, it's the marketing part that we need to work on. Well, AI can probably handle that. <laughs> I'm sure ChatGPT can come up with a better name for itself. Ask it. That's when it becomes yeah. self-aware, Marco. That's when we're all in trouble. Now, I look at this in the context of my, my children, because my kids who are 9 and 11, um, 
they don't know a world without the internet or the iPhone. It, doesn't, it never existed. Um, they also don't know a world with bin Laden, so it kind of evens out. Uh, I don't know why I picked that, but it's right there. It was just, just <laughs> what a reference. It's literally a month before my daughter was born. It's literally a month. Um, yeah. No, so, so they, uh, they don't know a world with, without that. And so, like, you and I, who are roughly the same age, we, 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 we ha- there's a before and after of internet alone, like computers. Like, you were probably relatively young. I, I remember be- I got a, if we're still calling a Commodore 64 a computer, um, I got one of those when I was probably 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then same, about the same, about the same, yeah, yeah, and so and so there was this. Oh my god! Like I, I, my dad worked for the phone company, so he brought home one of those modems from War Games, where you would pick up the the phone and place it on there, and it would, do blah, 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 you know, and I could send a message hello to my neighbor next door, and that was it. like that was big time, right? And so, but but and then to see that all that shift happening in real time, it it, it blows my mind how we lived before and after. My kids will never know. The difference. Yeah, but but the same way as you never knew the difference between things that happened ten years before you were born, because there were there were innovations back then, of not course. as fast as today. But no, no, of course. Like 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 the telephone. You grew up with that weird thing that you can hold to your ear and talk to a person right there in a different country. I yeah. have one right there with the dial on it. I have there an you go. It. So it's so, good for, so it's that's, good for that's, hanging up on people because an iPhone old, you can't do. <laughs> I'll talk to you, you later. Swipe, swiping is not the same as smashing the receiver on the no. phone. Yeah, I know, no. I know. But but this is this is every generation has these things and will have these things. I agree. I'm not. I'm not so. I'm not so. Um, uh, negative towards it because I do think the same thing. Like you know, everyone was mad at Henry Ford, uh, you know, for the well, for a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> True, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of that later on. But uh, you know, like, like of course we're not going to you know get rid of the horse-drawn carriage. Uh, well, yes, yes we are. Yes we are, and that's okay. No, we still have them. They're just hobbies now. E- exactly as uh, as a as opposed to we real. still have painters. We have okay. So are we going to have oh, real he- intelligence? Let me. Well, some artificial intelligence seems 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 better to me than some of the real stupidity out there. Anyway, um, here's one more value aspect that I just recently thought about. Well, it it has grown in my mind, and that's the. Okay, so have you heard of the locksmith's paradox? It rings a bell, but I can't quite. So the answer is no. So the, the it's about feeling it's about what the client perceives as being value, and uh, the 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 story goes that there, as a young locksmith, you will inevitably break locks when you try to open them for clients. But they call you at two a.m. and they can't get in, and you you go then you drill the lock open, and it takes you an hour, and they and you then you sell them a new lock, of course, and it's expensive and it takes time, and they are so happy and they give you like a five star rating online because you did so good and you helped them and so on. And thirty years later, you are that same person. You now know the skills to pick a lock. You are really good at it. You go there to the client, you pick their lock in ten seconds with your special tool and your skills that you uh, established over 30 years. You learned and you became good and then you 
pick their lock in 10 seconds and you get two star rating because it was too expensive for what you did. And the same thing, <laughs> the same thing is 100% true in photography. If you are a new photographer, you, for a commercial gig, you haul in two cameras and uh, some reflectors and an assistant and uh, lights and stuff and flashes and you take 100 photos and you go through the selection and you end up with 10 that you s present to the client and then they make a selection and then do some more editing and it takes you five hours and you charge your client handsomely for it and they are happy. Uh, and then 30 years of experience later, you have this, the skills, the muscle memory, the eye for light and for, for composition and uh, the, the, the calmness to handle any situation that could be thrown at you and you go in there and you look at things and you say, oh, well, the light over there at this window is good. Let's move the table over there and <clears throat> put the product on. Yeah, we don't need a big background. It's a sheet of paper. It will be fine. It'll do the job. And you you go around the product. You get your small Micro Four Thirds camera out and you go around the product and find the ideal angle, perfect thing. You take and the, and the Micro Four Thirds has a pancake lens on it because that's plenty good for what you needed to. And you take that thing and this whole thing, maybe you dress it up in Lightroom a bit, like two shots, that's all you need. And you give it a bit of a contrast and color enhancement. And then 30, 30 minutes later, you hand the client his photo and it is exactly what they want. Where does the client place the value? The theatrics are so important because clients have no clue what good photography is and they have no clue what it takes. And uh, your 30 years of experience aren't worth anything in that context because you didn't have the, the, the dancers and the music and the mm -hmm. band playing and whatever. They, they do so, want to see you work a little extra. So what I end up doing is I take that picture in five minutes and then I do 500 push-ups in front of them just to make them feel better. The, but the val the value this is this is where the client the where the perceived value comes from sometimes and so so a, a certain level of theatrics right might be in order because you want to earn money and live right the one but but, but the actual value should be exactly it's it's upside down because you being the pro taking that thing in ten minutes not wasting the client's time not whatever that should be worth. A lot more to the clients. You can buy, you can now buy audio or have been able for 10, 20 years to buy audiobooks where the abridged version is more expensive than the full version. Because someone made the effort to abridge it mm -hmm. to so your time doesn't get wasted with the fluff in between, only the important bits. So that's the same thing. The value. Who did? Who and what determines value is so arbitrary sometimes. The one this is this is the thing is. Do you know where that doesn't happen? Where that where, where you save the client time, and they're upset by it, doesn't happen in Germany. I have found it's been my experience is that is that my German clients when I come when they come in and I take their their headshots for example, which is something I do uh, fairly often, and I'll be set up ahead of time. Maybe they'll come to the the, the studio here and. I'll be set up, they'll walk in for their simple headshot that they need for their, for their job, and they are literally done in 60 seconds. And I've given them three different looks, boom, boom, boom. They, that can't be worth anything. No, they, <laughs> they appreciate it. They, they oh, honestly really? got okay. injured. Yeah, I've, I've dealt with it, like, you know, in, in North America, it's like, well, wait a second, what am I paying you for? And, yeah. and I'm like, well, you're paying me for that 59 minutes I just gave you. I just gave you life. Enjoy it. I have a bit of a God complex, but the, uh, but the, but the Germans, I find, they recognize value. The, the, the difference in value and cost 
Um, people, I, 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 this is, again, broad strokes, don't cancel me. I find in North America, there's a lot of, of, of focus placed on cost versus value, and the flip side is true over here. That's what, that's what I find. Maybe it's going away, maybe as the cultures all meld together, who knows? But so far, that's been a great experience. Maybe we should have a culture like in Japan where the true craftsmen who who put all their life every second into honing their craft, maybe that, that just needs to be valued more, especially in, in a time when some areas, where in some areas the skill is going to be replaced by. Like samurais. Or, or the master sushi maker or whatever. <laughs> the knife maker, the sword maker. Yep. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to start cutting dovetails. I'm still going with dados and rabbits. So don't get your hopes up. And, and, and you know, the AI will, will also be able to replicate that because they will just put in a progress, go, a progress bar that goes a bit slower and simulates effort. <laughs> Artificial effort. That's the new name. Enjoy that. <laughs> Chris, thank you very much. Uh, everybody, check out TF ttf.com right link in the show notes i'm Chris gonna put all the show com. notes but you like everything to throw it up here and and uh let everybody know um don't be a stranger come on back i know people ask about about hey what's chris markhart up to and i'm like yeah that's a lie because they can actually find out if they listen to my show they listen to yours <laughs> so uh but people do <laughs> like to hear from you so well thanks for having me it was fun talk to you soon and we're back okay it's all sorted yeah, it was, it was uh, as I mentioned last week, very, very, very rough um, cut because I, I sat down with him a couple, it was a couple weeks ago to, to, to fill in last week's episode because uh, you were traveling and the plan was we sit down for 15 minutes, you know, record uh, the, the middle part uh, of an episode and we talked for over an hour. And so I said, that's it. We got to make this two-parter, abrupt cut in the middle, which means uh, an abrupt pickup on on this week's episode and that that's what you that's that's what you just heard Adam. that's why it was so disjointed gotcha makes sense but you're but you're back now uh all right challenge for next week is our monthly challenge that is cinematic brought to you by cpc analog throw that on instagram hashtag two hosers monthly challenge hashtag uh hey hosers even better, very important, to tag us at Two Hosers on the Instagram, and we'll check that out next week. Um, and also, reminder, Kenneth Skalivik, you're up for uh, the April Challenge. What do you got for in store for us? Hopefully, it's really cool-looking um, Baltic photography. <laughs> that's, yeah. What, yeah. that's what we're hoping for. So, um, going to be very specific to, to his. Is it even Baltic? It's probably not even Baltic. It's like, no, no, that's, that's, that's 200 miles or 200 kilometers west. Uh, we, we don't qualify. So, mein Schuldigen. So, that's uh, for next week. Uh, websites, Adam, still not webbing. No. Nope. Right? Correct. Okay. There you go. So, don't go anywhere. Just sit there. Just sit there quietly waiting for the sun to come up. Okay. Uh, my stuff, go to Holtzfeller at woodworking.com. Check out the videos that like, we talked about already. The, uh, my stuff is also at alanatridge.com. But the two of us are at twohosers.com, where you can go to find all the links, the photos, everything we just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.